I'm AJ Bianco from Podcast PD, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows in the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Burned in, saved me as an educator. I I, I don't think I would have made it through this far in, in COVID if I hadn't discovered your program. And if I didn't have Kim on the other end of, of messenger or texting, <laughs> because those days where you just go, did that really happen? You've got that other person to, to hear it, bear witness and say, you've got this and know that they have that faith in you. Mm-hmm. And Kim and I have never met outside of the screen, but I feel like she's, my best friend. She's part of my family right now. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change. And that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence, as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Now let's get started. there, Burned In Teacher. Welcome to episode 122 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. This is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. Fun fact, I am recording this intro from my classroom. I've never done this before, but I have a nice little nook um, behind a corner, behind a wall in my classroom that I have my students record their uh, writing at sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? If I ever have a time where I find the need to record outside of my home office at home, this would be the place I would do it. And here we are. The reason I'm sharing this with you is because me recording here in my classroom actually goes against the story that I used to tell myself whenever I first came back to the classroom back in August of this year. I had told myself that I was going to have clear lines and boundaries drawn between my work life at school, Amber, the teacher, and my work life outside of school, which is Amber, creator of Burned In, teacher, podcast host, etc., and mom and wife and friend. Those three huge pieces of my life are a huge 
part of my wheel of balance. And I used to tell myself, remember, you are going to do schoolwork at school. You're going to do burned-in teacher work at home in your office. And of course, everything outside of that is you being a mom, wife, friend, daughter, sister, all of the other you know high priorities in my life that I want to show up fully and authentically for. And this is week 13 of our school year. We start at the very beginning of August. And it has taken me quite a long time, and I'm still working on it. I was just telling my friends Alexis and Molly the other day that I'm still working hard on trying to find a good flow. Um, As you may have heard me talk about before, balance is not about quantity. It's not about I'm going to spend an hour here, an hour there, and an hour over here so that everything's balanced. Balance is, I believe, all about quality. And what I found out is that when I left school at my contract time and got home, I was having a hard time doing quality work on Burned In Teacher. Because in my mind, like I said, I had told myself the story that I can't do Burned In Teacher work at school. And while part of that is true, and I do not do anything related to Burned In Teacher during my contract hours at school, and even a little bit beyond that, I come to school about a half an hour before my contract time. And if I'm being really honest, I do work on schoolwork, maybe 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes up to a half an hour past my contract time. I typically don't do any schoolwork on the weekends, but that's I digress. That's besides the point. My point in telling you all of this is that I had to decide once I realized that the quality of work that I was doing at Burn-In Teacher on Burn-In Teacher when I got home was lower than what I wanted. I had to really think about these boundaries or these rules that I had set up for myself and whether or not they were realistic and whether or not they were they were true. And when it came down to it, these were stories I was telling myself that I was I was making up. Nobody else was telling me that I couldn't record a podcast intro at school. No one else was telling me that after my contract hours that I couldn't answer some emails, um, connect with uh, teachers who are reaching out to me, answer DMs, maybe make a reel or two for Instagram, work with my burned-in teacher tribers and prepare for upcoming group coaching calls in the mastermind. You know, all of the really great things that I get to do um, with the burned-in teacher platform. So what I started doing is at my contract time, uh, whenever it ends at 3.30, I kind of take stock. Uh, Can I stop here or can I set my timer for another 10 minutes to finish things up before I flip a switch and work on some burn-in teacher things before I go home? And that has worked really, really well for me. I've actually found that I have more energy to work on burn-in teacher here within the walls of my classroom than I do within the walls of my home. I'm not sure why that is, but for right now, this is working for me. And I always set three top priorities per week, um, really for all areas of my life. I, I Every Sunday or Saturday, I really look at what it is that's coming up in the, in the coming week and what my main goals and highest priorities are. And this week, it was to get a podcast episode out into the world. Um, if you noticed, you, which you probably did if you've been listening for a while, that I have gone from um, a weekly podcast episode down to two per month. And that is, again, to make sure that I'm putting out quality content and helpful um, helpful episodes for you that are that are helping you to move forward in your journey. And that has really helped me to move forward in mine. So before we dive into the interview with Kim and Heather, who are two burn-in teacher tribers that are going to kind of hit this point home that I'm trying to make right now, 
I want you to challenge the stories that you're telling yourself when it comes to your quality of work and the quantity of time that you're spending on certain things and in the places that you're spending um, this time to get your most important work done. I made these changes because I constantly talked to some of my biggest influencers in my life when it comes to teaching and working at Burn-In Teacher. Again, I mentioned Molly and Alexis. These two teacher friends of mine and I talk almost daily on Marco Polo. And we talk about our challenges in the classroom because we're all teachers and our challenges outside of the classroom as we, all three of us, are working to support educators in different ways outside of the classroom. And as I express these challenges that I'm having, and, and all three of us have been working through this ourselves to, to find some flow now that the school year is, we're deep into the 2021-22 school year, um, they really encouraged me and challenged me to think differently about where I'm spending my time, not just how I'm spending it, but where I'm spending the time, and encouraged me to really change that narrative. So you're going to hear Kim and Heather talk similarly and uh, about how they supported each other through challenges that they are having. Even though, just like Alexis, Molly, and I, they've never met face-to-face. They met through the Burned-In Teacher Tribe. So who are your biggest influencers? Who are the people that you go to with your challenges who you know are going to hear you? They're going to show you empathy. They're going to help you to embrace the suck, right, when things are really hard. But then they're also going to offer you strategy, offer you different ideas, offer you encouragement to challenge the stories you're telling yourself and to help you to move forward. Um, because I couldn't tell you how extremely grateful I am for my biggest influencers in my teaching life. And I know that Heather and Kim are so grateful that they have found each other and that they have someone in their life to help them to move forward as they too are on their journey out of burnout. So without further ado, let's listen in to my interview with Kim and Heather. Burn on. Heather, Kim, thank you so much for joining us on the Burn and Teacher podcast. I'm so excited for you to share your stories with us today. We are too. <laughs> I just love seeing your faces. I know listeners, you can't see them right now, but we've, we've met so many times on Zoom during our group coaching calls. And it's so nice to be able to, to see these two. It's been a long time. So ladies, will you start off by telling us a little bit about you, where you are in the world, what you teach for how long, whatever it is you're comfortable sharing? Uh, my name's Heather. And I have been in the field of early childhood care and education for over 35 years now. Uh, I've forgotten as much as I've learned. And uh, the best thing about Burned In was I got to unlearn some, some learned habits that really didn't suit well for me. Okay, so I'm Kim and I'm from Toronto, Canada. And Heather's from Ottawa, and that's kind of how we decided to be Burnin' Buddies, because we were both like the Canadians that were part of the program. Um, I've been teaching for 20 years, and I've mainly been a primary teacher. And this year, I'm a junior teacher, and I'm a hybrid teacher. Um, there's been a lot of change over the years. And to be honest, Burnin' Teacher has helped me not be a better teacher but be a better person. So, so I should say this again, not just be a better teacher, but be a better person. And I want to say thank you to Kim because being my buddy has been one of the greatest things. Uh, when I have those moments where I'm not quite sure what to say or do next, 
I find she's right there for me. And it's been a beautiful matchup. Mm. It really has. And watching you two connect the way that you have in the conversations, like even if a different, if a, if another burden teacher triber has a question or a challenge, you, one of you will comment your suggestions or you'll, you know, share some empathy inside of our, inside of the group, but then the other one will kind of build off whatever the other person says. You just, you two just seem like such a natural match from the very beginning. And it's been really cool to see you two come together in many different situations throughout the mastermind, but also in your own personal journeys through this, through this process. One of the best things is we've been checking in on each other, even just on a weekly basis. And if mm-hmm. Kim's had a tough week, then I've sent her the, the humorous meme or, or the, 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 the funny quip. And mm-hmm. she's done the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that there's somebody else out there who can respond to you, even if it's not right away, it, it's really helpful. You don't feel quite so isolated. Mm. Well, exactly. So if, if there's anything that comes up, Heather's my go-to. So with school starting and being so busy, I talk to my mom and I talk to Heather and they're the two people I try to contact with, with my phone the most. Um, and it's having the ability to say anything to somebody. I don't censor myself when I talk to Heather. I lay it all out. I'm very, very honest. And I don't worry. We've talked about this before. I don't worry about hurting her feelings. I don't worry about her judging me. We're there to have each other's back. And it, it's such an uplift. When I started this the school year, uh, I had some some challenging behaviors. Um, I had one child who's very sensory oriented and this child would would bite or lick or uh, uh, otherwise uh, grab. And you can't really discuss that with just anyone because they don't understand necessarily. But when I shared it with Kim, she turned it right around so that I was able to see the humor in it. And that made it so much easier to deal with it because she made the comment. She sent me a comment one day. So did you get licked or bit today? And then she said, oh my goodness, you couldn't say that to anybody else without (laughs) really concerned. And that just lifted the whole situation to it, to a level of uh, playfulness and fun. Mm -hmm. So you're Mm -hmm. able to go back and deal with it and, 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 go in day after day until you see that change. And then you can report it and say, Hey, guess what? Not today. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's so interesting. So I was not even going to ask you about your, your burn and buddy relationship until a little bit later, but I love how you two have just, just dived right into it because that is a huge part of being in the burn and teacher tribe is finding someone that you can become connected with outside of the larger group, because there are a lot of us that I really do encourage you to find someone to connect with and, you know, there are several other, um, burnout buddies in inside of the tribe that really support one another. But, um, I love that you two have, have continued because you two both joined in spring of 21. And, um, and I've seen that a lot that whenever people have joined at different parts or different points of the year, when I've opened up the mastermind that 
those different cohorts kind of, uh, kind of joined together. But now that it's open all the time, I'm excited to see how, you know, newbies that come in, how they connect. And you two have also been really good about welcoming new people and just being really friendly and welcoming. So I just really appreciate you too. And like you said, that the humanization, you know, the humor, the uplifting, um, comments and, um, encouragement that you give each other is just really amazing. So I just really appreciate that about you too. So I do have a question. So you told us a little bit about your teaching backgrounds, how long, what you teach, where you are in the world, but what was the tipping point that caused you to join the burned and teacher tribe, you know, where other people seem to be, it's interesting. Cause it's kind of, a it is the misnomer, the right term where we're so miserable in burnout. We're so frustrated and and isolated and negative, but it's, it's almost like we choose to park ourselves there. Like we're happier just to stay there rather than to do something about it. Like you two did, like, what was your, what was your tipping point? What made you make, make the decision to join burned in teacher? Uh, speaking for myself, I reached a point where, um, I would find myself saying things inside my head that I didn't like. They weren't mm. me. They weren't who I wanted to be. And they weren't, they didn't, they didn't align with my own value system. I was, I was getting frustrated with children. I was getting frustrated with parents. I was getting frustrated with coworkers, with myself. And I realized that the only person I can change is myself. And right at that time, Amber, you put out a session, I think it was an eight week session on boundaries. And I said, well, it's free. It's there. I'm doing it. And I think by the second one, I was hooked because I was discovering that I didn't have good boundaries and the boundaries that I didn't have were with myself. Mm -hmm. I was taking on too much. I was feeling the need to be perfect and I was not taking care of myself. Um, so when when, when, when bit you came out, it's like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the best gift I've ever given to myself. How about you, Kim? What was your breaking point? It honestly seems like Heather just told my story. Mm -hmm. So it was the same course that you offered for free. And it was the same session. I think I actually, I think it might've been session three where you said we have to practice the hard, scary self care in order to grow through our burnout. And I'm pretty sure I always put everything else first. And I had wanted to be a teacher since I was 14. And I just kind of felt like it was my calling and I need to do it well. And then I started like noticing the people that leave early and, and kind of making like comments like, I wonder why she's leaving early. She's not working very hard or, oh, I'm the first car in the parking lot. I must be awesome. Like, and I was doing things like that. And I was like, kind of weird. It's not really my style. And then I actually got hit with a cosmic two by four. So I got hit with a volleyball and ended up with a concussion that had some serious repercussions after it. And it was almost like my body kept telling me something's wrong, something's wrong. And I wasn't listening to myself. And so I got smacked in the head and was forced to listen to myself, forced to take the time off, forced to start doing some self-reflection. And I was actually in actually in the process of doing self-reflection in other ways when I came across that program, your program and 
the boundaries and boundaries just kind of stuck out to me. And it was like flashing lights, like boundaries is going to change your life. Mm. And Heather and I actually talk about boundaries quite a bit together and about setting some boundaries. Um, I was off work for a while because a whole bunch of other stuff came out. And what I realized was that I had been suppressing so much and I'm pretty sure I did this just so I could be a good teacher. So I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't doing the things I needed to do for my mental health, for my physical health. And it wasn't until I was off work and not teaching that I realized everything that was going on inside of me and all the things I needed to actually sit and work with. And I realized that I am important and I do count and my health is important. And someone else at school is always going to be there to take over, but no one's going to be there for me. If, if I'm not okay, right? Like, I don't know how to say this properly. So I feel like at school, someone else always be there to take over. But I, and I have to take care of me, I have to come first, I have to put myself, my husband and my children ahead of school, I'm more than just a teacher. Kim, I'm so proud that you can say that now. <laughs> It's huge. You know, I can relate to both of what both of you are saying. Um, Heather, I relate to what you're saying as far as like, you're saying these things or you're thinking these things and you're like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. Who, who are you? Because you would never say things like this either out loud or in your head. Like you are not, you are not the person that you know you want to be or that you used to be. Of course, we're always changing and evolving, but there are definitely times like that, that you can, you can catch yourself and be like, wait a minute, something, this is not you. <laughs> so compassion, compassion fatigue is real. And, mm-hmm. and I was right there. Mm-hmm. We call it burnout, call it compassion fatigue, whatever name you want to give it burned in, saved me as an educator, I would, I, I don't think I would have made it through this far in, in COVID if, if I hadn't discovered your program. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't have Kim on the other end of, of messenger or texting, <laughs> because those days where you just go, did that really happen? You've got that other person to, to hear it, bear witness and say, you've got this and know that they have that faith in you. Mm-hmm. And Kim and I have never met outside of the screen, but I feel like she's my best friend. She's part of my family right now. That is so cool to hear. It's so cool to hear. And it's, it's interesting because we've talked about inside of the tribe, how there's, there's two sides to this, this isolation spectrum, right? Like where you are feeling so frustrated, so burned out, so sad. So, um, even just in a place in a very dark place. And you feel like you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to be negative or you're talking about it like crazy. And you're being surrounded by more people who are miserable and negative. Right. But on the opposite end of that spectrum, when you change your perspective, you change your mindset, you set some boundaries, you start doing things differently when nobody else is. There's also that type of isolation where you feel like you can't talk about how well things are going. Now, granted, there are not, not every day is sunshine and rainbows, but you know, most days, even if it's a a crummy day, you're able to say, well, that was a rough day. 
now we're going to move on to tomorrow or whatever it is that, you know, in your specific situation, there are people that don't want to hear that. They want to hear the miserable. They want to hear the negative. They want to hear all of the gossip that you just, you aren't putting out into the world anymore. Um, and that's something that's so cool about seeing, hearing you two talk about your relationship um, inside and outside of the tribe is that you're able to speak that, what I call the burden in language together to kind of move each other through these things, to show empathy, but then to also give strategy or to remind of the strategy to deal with these certain, you know, feelings or uh, situations that you find yourself in on a day-to-day basis. And Kim, I, I relate to you. I've never had a concussion, um, but I can definitely relate to having something happen in your life where it just kind of puts you on reset, like, like that wake up call, you know, that, um, that epiphany of a moment or, um, what is my word? I'm, I'm losing paradigm shift where you're just like, I've got to make. I've got to make a change. It has to happen now. Um, and for, for people not to understand what it is that you're going through, I completely relate to that as well. If you're all in when it comes to getting out of your teacher burnout, let me give you some advice. Don't try to navigate this journey alone. The Burned In Teacher Mastermind is the course and the community that creates your opportunity to use your burnout as a chance to become the change you want so badly in your life, both in the classroom and in your world outside of it. When you sign up, you'll gain access to Burned In Teacher University, which lays out my entire eight-step process and gain access to bonus modules and lessons that you won't find in Hacking Teacher Burnout. You'll also get to be part of regular group coaching calls facilitated by yours truly, but most importantly, you'll join our exclusive private Burned In Teacher Tribe community where you'll collaborate with other teachers just like you who have decided they will never settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. Right now, you can use the promo code PODCAST at checkout for $50 off forever access to the course and this community. I used my burnout as a growth opportunity to create the resources and the community for you that I so desperately needed when I decided to change my life. Learn more about the Burned In Teacher Mastermind at burnedinteacher.com mastermind and burn on. Yes, like when I went back to school, I was so nervous about my colleagues judging me and putting me down for not being around. So Heather was my rock for all of that because I could tell her things. And then Heather and I also have talked about how going back to school this year has been a little cray cray, right? And we see other people spinning and getting all upset and we're just like, oh yeah, okay, well, that's going to happen. What can we do to make it better? And and we actually talk about that. We see other people in this awful state, like burned out, definitely burned out. And we're able to take that step back and not get involved and have, you know, compassion for them, but then also turn to each other and say, okay, well, this is the problem. So let's solve it. What can we do to make this better? We just, we kind of look at things to solve, but we do, we're able to talk to each other and say, yeah, we had a great day. We saw this craziness happening, but we didn't take part in it. And we're at peace right now. It, it really allows you to, to walk into your classroom and see that abundance. So instead of seeing a behavior 
it's seeing the progress that the student has made. Like, look how far they've come. And when you don't live in that deficit, when you don't get stuck in that mud, it's so much easier when, when the crap happens to just kind of get through it, get to the other side. And it's that realization that this will pass. This is just a moment in time. And yeah, it's got me down. And when you have those slip ups, it's that ability to be kind to yourself, which I didn't have before. I was, I was my biggest critic. I was my strongest uh, self abuser really, because if I made a mistake, I would beat myself up time and time again and come back to it and, and sort of live in that, uh, that guilt or that shame. And, and now it's like, Hey, you're human and and you did the best with what you had at that time and what did you learn what are you going to do differently the next time and if I miss that and if I'm beating myself up and I say something Kim will say hey look at all that you did and and in fact I thought I was uh, struggling more than I was I was I was communicating at the start of school and Kim said to me wow you really seem burned in and when I stopped and looked at it through her eyes, it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> that says a lot. That says a lot. And I had one of those days today. Today and Tuesday were really challenging days with my kids. And I know that several years ago, had I had days with them, like I had these last couple of days, I would have been saying to myself, I hate this. I, I, I can't do this. I don't, I know I cannot keep doing this, but today I was just, and throughout the days now, now don't get me wrong. There were some deep breaths happening. And I asked my assistant, I was, I said, can you take over for me for a moment? I need, I need a break. I need to just go sit in the bathroom, take a lap <laughs> because it was just a lot. And now I'm, I I'm just like, that was a rough day. And especially because I've left and come back twice, I can tell you from experience this is not the only profession where you're going to have a crap day and it's going to feel impossible because there are, there are many situations in many parts of your life where you're going to have that. But the way that we look at things now, or the way that I think that I look at things now is I look at it on a day-to-day -day basis. And if there is something that is consistent, consistently challenge, I, challenging, sorry, I know that I need to make a change. I need to learn something new. I need to bring something different to the table because I can't consistently have this problem and do the same thing and expect different results. So I don't know if you've experienced that as well. Well, it's just the whole fact that you stopped and took a breath mm -hmm. and you asked for help and you went and, and had a break. Like before I would never do that. I would push through and I'd almost feel like better about myself. Oh, look at this. I had this crap happen and this crap happened. Like, oh, I win the prize. I had the worst day. And instead, what you did was you took that break and you asked for help, which is mm -hmm. something that was really hard for me to ask for help, which I'm mm. still struggling with now. Um, asking for help is hard. Actually taking a break is hard. Like, okay, it's recess. You work, 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 work. No, I'm actually gonna, you know, take a lap around the school, maybe listen to a meditation for a couple minutes, actually, mm. you know, have some me time. So that's big growth. Can I ask you to a question? You know, Throughout, and I, I, I apologize, I'm kind of ambushing you here. So if you don't have an answer right off the bat, it's really okay. 
Was there a certain step in the eight step process of burned in that really spoke to you specifically that you thought like, wow, like this is, this is, this is the thing. This is something I'd never thought about before. Was there a lesson or a module that did that for you? The, the two for me, uh, obviously boundaries, mm-hmm. boundaries, just, it, it was like the heavens opened up and, 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 and the choir sang and it went, Oh, for me. And the light streamed down that, that was the tipping point and everything just flowed from there. But the other one was when you defined self-care and that self-care is not just uh, the bubble bath or the glass of wine. And when you, when, when I started looking at what really held meaning to me and what really brought me joy and, and would recharge me, that was like, I, I learned, I started to learn who I actually am because um, I guess branding, no, it, it, it all flows, <laughs> branding, because I was no longer just that educator. I was an educator and a mother and a, and a, and a, a wife and a friend and a colleague and, and it started rolling. And then all of a sudden I was, I wasn't those things. I was me. Mm-hmm. And 35 years, I'm not sure that I ever truly was me and take it right back into my childhood at 54 years old like I'm, I'm 54 so you know I'm a little long in the tooth here I'm, I'm one of those older ones who's looking at approaching ret- retirement you can't stay in kindergarten forever but I, I, I realize that I'm reframing and rediscovering me so I can be fun I can be childish I can I can have good days, I can have bad days, and I can be happy. And, mm. and the happy occurs in the sadness, in the anger, in the frustration. All of that has made room for the happy. And we, we always tell the children, you can feel big things and you can feel more than one thing at once. But I, I'm not sure that I ever truly practiced it until now. Mm. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't think I could say there was specifically any of them. Boundaries was the big one. How about you, Kim? Well, boundaries was really big for me. And um, the whole be, do, have. I was kind of one of those people that thought, okay, when I retire, I'll do that. In the summer, I'll do that. At winter break, March break. Like I was always the kind of person that was living for the next break or even retirement. So when you said we have to be who we want to be now and do the things that person would do and have what they want to have, like that was huge for me. And then the other thing was a teacher brand because I really thought me being that busy, busy, busy teacher that was first in the parking lot, last in the parking lot, worked on weekends, stressed out. Someone asked, how are you? I'm stressed. I'm busy. That made me a great teacher. And now I'm not like that. And I'm a fantastic teacher now. <laughs> I love that. I want you to put that on repeat. <laughs> that was beautiful. And, and I, want, I want to interject for a second here. Mm-hmm. Not just a fantastic teacher, but 
a fantastic, it, it improved my relationship with my family and with my friends and with my coworkers. It, it overflows into your personal life. And it, it, it's not just about the job or the career. It's, it's mm. about the lifestyle. Mm. I'm pretty sure my kids see me differently now. Like my own children are like, wow, mom, you're Tom, are you right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting because my husband had sort of the same uh, has had the same reactions. Um, so when I left teaching in 2015 to take on that executive director's position that only lasted about six months, um, he he saw a lot. He he saw a lot of. He heard me say and saw a lot of drama at home because I was very. I was so burned out. You guys, I, it was, I, I don't even, couldn't even recognize that person at that point. Um, back in 2015 close, I closed this, this nonprofit. They shouldn't have hired me. I felt like a failure. So all of that on top of all of these really awful conversations I was having in my own brain or outwardly, you know, about the profession and education, I went back to teaching because what else am I going to do? I'm just a teacher. I'm always going to be a teacher. So I went back into the profession with all of these awful things that I was saying to myself, which only exaster exacerbated these challenges that I had professionally going into this new district where, where no one knew me teaching, um, in a, in a school where I don't feel like I was understood. No one really tried to get to know me that all of these challenges, extremely high demands, um, with our curriculum and all of that it was, it was an awful experience. And when I, when I, I created burned in teacher to make that change. And, and I, like I said, got so busy that I needed to leave that when I left, you know, Jeff saw that balance come back and he saw me become the person that I used to be. And he was afraid for me to go back into the classroom because he was like, Amber, are you sure this is what you want? You know, not because of the school that I was going to, or not because of the district that I'm in. It wasn't that it was all like, are you sure? Because I don't, I don't want this Amber to go away. I don't want this for lack of a better term. And he's not said this, this burned in version. I don't want this to go away <laughs> and it hasn't. And I think that he's been pleasantly surprised because I do have some serious challenges. I don't agree with everything that happens, you know, whether it be in my district or my school or in education in general in the United States. Um, but I don't let those things affect me the same way. And I look back on some of the things that got me so upset, even devastated me. And I'm thinking, wow, like, I just want to give that person a hug and say, you're going to be okay, but you have to really, truly want to do the work to be okay and to move on with your life. <laughs> like if you truly want to do this job, you have to be okay with wanting to be okay and being around the people that also want to be okay. I have a question for you too. What would you say to someone who is listening to this and maybe they're a stage one so possibly rolling their eyes or feeling like, well, I'm sure that worked for them, but they have no idea what I'm going through. What would you say to a teacher who is maybe considering or is a little cynical, skeptical of this whole burned in mastermind idea? You deserve this. That's it. You deserve this. 
Yeah. And if they say something like, I don't have time, it's more like you can't, this will give you the time. This will give you the time for you. Mm. I love that. And what I love too, is that both of your answers are subjective. So there's not, there's no like promise of exactly how this is going to affect your life because it is personalized. And the whole thing is, it's not like after this, everything's going to be sunshine and roses and unicorns. We're, Mm -hmm. we're going to have hard days. Like you said, like stuff sucks. There's a lot of stuff out there in this profession that just sucks, but the program really, really helps. And the burnout buddy really helps. Like Heather's my rock. Like I thank God for her every day. And like, I want to cry right now. Like you, like I, I can't put it through. Like, I remember when you asked us to get a burnout buddy, I was like, Oh, okay. So this is a task. I took it as a task. I need to find someone who also teaches grade five that does this, it does that. Heather doesn't teach grade five. She's in kindergarten. It's just something about her that drew me in. And I trusted that instinct and I'm so glad I trusted that instinct. She has helped me through this and she continues to, I don't think everything's wonderful right now. I'm challenging, I have challenges right now and she's there for it. She's my um, accountability coach who I have to check in with to say, I only put in this many hours. It's not, there's no like end of the road. Like you're going to graduate from this and everything's going to be wonderful. It's work. And if you put the time and effort into it, you get so much more than you could ever imagine back out. And for me, it's, it's, again, it doesn't end, but the program is there to go back to. And if I, if I take a week off or I take a month off, I I don't take time off of Kim. I, I, I I won't do that because she's stuck with me, whether she likes it or not, (laughs) but the program I can go back in and because I've been through it, when I recognize or Kim helps me recognize where I'm at, I don't have to go right back through everything. I can go right to where I need or what I need for that moment and go, oh yeah. And mm-hmm. then the rest starts to fall into place because it, it is all connected. And it was laid out or it is laid out in a way Oh, I think she's frozen. Give her just a second to come back. Okay, you said it's laid out in a way. It's laid out in a way that it flows. And some, some parts you can go through very quickly and and it works but others you can sit with for a period of time like when we did the the section on your your personality and getting to know your personality i sat in that one for quite a while and i went outside of the program and i I looked up the enneagram and i looked up to get more information and just knowing where to find that information and just knowing those things you know, I've always been told you're this type of person, you're an introvert, you're, but you don't always know what it means. Mm. And just, just having that focus and, and seeing how it interacts with other people, that was really helpful for me. And I sat there for a long time before I moved on and now I can go back to it and, and I can move forward. And 
I, it's, it's like the tide, it flows in and it flows out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found that things build on top of each other. Like if we didn't do the first thing, you couldn't have done the second thing, couldn't have done the third thing that you have to do them kind of in that order. But when you're done, you have a toolbox that you can go back to. Like right now I am back to the um, batching and blocking. Mm-hmm. That's one where I knew that this is the problem I'm having. So I knew what tool to go in and grab. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm working on. And also, I don't know if you two have realized this, but the burn, I actually posted it into the tribe yesterday or Tuesday. I think it was yesterday, actually, um, the stage tracker. So I do, you know, let people outside of the tribe, I kind of expose them to these different stages of burnout, you know, zero through five, but in the tribe, I actually created a a questionnaire. I created sort of a quiz like uh, tracker where you can take, you can answer these questions. Yes, no, not really. And it will tell you which modules you need to go back to depending on your stage. Awesome. So I don't know if you two realize that maybe I should talk about it more, but that is in there um, to help you all to really know specifically and pinpoint where it is that you need to, to go back and watch or listen to help you to get back on track. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there anything else that you'd like to say to any of the listeners um, before we take off today? We might sound like we have it all together, like, oh, what? but it took us a long time to get here. It took us a long time and a lot of hard work. And you asked some very uncomfortable questions and pushed us in ways that felt a little bit, but wow. (laughs) Right. So we're here now because of the program and because of each other. And for me, exactly what Kim said, um, the one thing I would say is uh, if, if you've ever been through a grieving process before, be prepared to have a little bit of grief for the part of you you're leaving behind. But the part of you that leaving, you're leaving behind is that baggage you don't want to carry with you anymore. And, and if you let yourself go through that process, then you will, I trust that you'll come out on the other side being kinder to yourself and understanding where and why you were able to let some of that baggage go. I can't thank Mm -hmm. you enough, both of you for, for being so honest and so raw about your experiences, um, and helping people understand what it, what it feels like, not just what it looks like to go through this process, but what it feels like, because Ultimately, I could tell everybody, you know, what you get, if you join, you get this, you get this, you get this, but ultimately what it comes down to is how do you feel and how have you changed and how have you grown? And you two have laid it out beautifully. So thank you so much for your time and for your testimonies today. Thank you, Amber. All right, everybody. You just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of Burned In Teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on.